Welcome back to another episode of FN Sports Bets, brought to you by the Drive-In Network. I am your co-host, Frankie Langer, joined by co-host Nathan Ng. This week, it is week eight. We're going to be giving our week eight, week, Jesus Christ, week eight picks. Got a little tongue-tied today. Don't give a shit. I'm not restarting it. I want to go over last week really quick. Uh, had a comeback week. Went five and three. Overall, uh, so far, I'm 44 and 32. I understand yeah, you, know, you don't want to have 32 bets that you missed on, but shit, at this point, you just want to be above 50%. Uh, so let's get into week eight. Nathan's got the first game, this Thursday night game, Atlanta at Carolina. Take it away, Nathan. All right, welcome back, everyone. I apologize for my short leave of absence, but I'm back now, so we're going to get right into it here with uh, Thursday night. Uh, that would be tonight for us. Uh, we have uh, Atlanta at Carolina. And this one actually gave me a little bit of, uh, of issues because I was under the impression that Christian McCaffrey was going to be playing tonight. Yeah. Uh, but since I believe it was this morning or late last night, he is not going to be taken off the IR. So they're holding back a little bit more. So I actually think that bodes better for Carolina as far as winning this game because I think that, uh, one, Teddy Bridgewater has been playing a lot better. I think that his game has continued to develop. Um, and also I think there's some motivation here for Mike Davis to continue to play well in order that he, so that he keeps getting snaps. Um, on the other side, you have Atlanta, whose offense has been very, very good. Um, it's been up and down, depending on who's in the field. But I think Julio Jones, Russell Gage, and Calvin Ritty are all healthy. Um, so I think their offense is going to be firing in all cylinders. But like I said, I think Carolina is going to sweep this one out. Carolina is a one-point favorite. They were a two-and-a-half-point favorite previously, but then they are now just a one-point favorite. So I think that Carolina is going to win and cover. Uh, additionally, the over-under is 51-and-a-half, and I have the over here just because I think there's potential for both offenses to get in the end zone quite a bit uh, with some suspect defensive play on both sides. Yeah, I like that. Um, the thing I like about Atlanta is they seem to play really well when like they're gonna, they get a coach fired or something, and all that the talk was this week was Julio getting traded. And so like I do think Carolina wins, but... Um, Atlanta seems to play really well, like when they're completely counted out. I remember last year they fire, or they were talking about firing Dan Quinn last year, and then they won like the last six or seven or something. Like your Carolina pick, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give any picks on your games, man. This is all you. So let's move on to uh, Indy at Detroit. Indy's a two and a half point favorite. The over under at fifty, uh, and I'm gonna take Detroit here to win. Uh, I like what they did last week. I think they're gonna kind of be riding. That last second win, last second throw of TJ Hawkinson to win last week in Atlanta, where they kind of, you know, Todd Gurley accidentally scored a touchdown, kind of just another downfall of Atlanta, whatever you want to say about that. Um, and, yeah, I think this is an, it's an upset pick, and if the Colts win, you know, that's fine. They have a good defense, but uh, I think this year, more than any, you really have to ride, like, momentum, and uh, I think Detroit's kind of, you know, they're coming off a good game against Jacksonville, and then something like this happens with Atlanta. And I like how their offense is playing. Matt Stafford looks good. Uh, the over/under is fifty. I think that's a that's a lot of points. I'm not gonna pick. Uh, I'm not gonna make a pick on that. Uh, and I'm actually not even gonna make a pick on the spread. I just like Detroit to win here. I mean, you could take them plus two and a half, but they may sneak it out into one point win. So I like Detroit to win here. I think you ride momentum. So Nathan, let's. Uh, do you have thoughts on it? Go for it. If not, next game. No, I, I like that a lot. Um, I really like Detroit's offense. I think that. They've had a pretty solid running running game throughout the year. Um, combination of Adrian Peterson, you have DeAndre Swift, who's really coming to his own. He's yeah. developed 
you know, his own type of game and know how now knows how he wants to play. Um, but that being said, now Kenny Galladay is healthy. They're incorporating yeah. TJ Hawkinson a lot more. Matt Stafford's looking as sharp as ever. So it's looking like they can run and the pass, pass the ball, which is just going to open up a ton more things with play action. So I think their offense is going to be quite scary. So we'll see how that impacts the NFC North moving forward. But I definitely like that pick. Uh, and, and pretty defense, high on the Detroit Lions right now. Their defense may be pretty bad, but this Colts de- or this Colts offense isn't like something crazy. Obviously, I know they have Jonathan Taylor, no. your boy, but they're not that like they're not crazy good. So I kind of like to try to win here. And uh, yeah, I like that pick a lot. Oof. All right, up next we have uh, a rematch from Week One, which is going to be Minnesota at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is a six and a half point favorite. Um, and I like Green Bay to win and I like them to cover as well. Nice. I think that similarly, Green Bay's offense has been super, super sharp. Uh, Aaron Jones is back and healthy, I believe. So he should be playing, which is obviously a huge, huge plus for their offense. Um, coupled with the fact that Devontae Adams is coming off a massive, massive game. Um, I, I just don't think there's much Minnesota can do here to stop them. Even if Minnesota is at their peak offensively getting Adam Thielen going um, and having Dalvin Cook back. But I, I just don't think there's much they can do. And I think that Green Bay is going to remain a step ahead of them for the entirety of the game. Um, over-unders at 52.5. I don't really want to touch that just because, I mean, both offenses can score points. But at the same time, you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, the Tampa Bay game with Green Bay, you know, they come out and they're up 10 nothing. But if you look at that Tampa Bay defense, they're extremely talented. And that's a really, really good defense. And it's kind of like, you know, I thought a lot about how Peyton Manning won his last year in Denver and retired, and he relied on a really good defense and just made throws and played really smart offensively. And I think that's kind of what Tom Brady's doing now. And they have a really good defense at Tampa Bay. So that game against the Buccaneers, I don't think, you know, um, is representative of the Packers' offense. I think that they're going to be really good. I still think Aaron Rodgers could potentially be the MVP. I like your pick here. Um, and you said you're not touching the over-under. No, uh, well, but I think Green Bay will win, and they will also cover six and a half point spreads. Well, talking about over-unders, this next game, New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. I think this game goes over 41 and a half. I'm terrified. Oh, yeah. I'm terrified the Patriots are going to score, you know, something like 10 points. Uh, but this is – you can never count out um, – like in-conference, quote-unquote, rivals or teams that really know each other well. And so these are always okay games, at least in recent years. Um, and I think that the Bills are really on the up-and-up, so I think that they win here. I don't know if they cover minus four just because, you know, they could keep it close for the Bill Belichick defense who knows Josh Allen somewhat. Um, but this game goes over 41-and-a-half. I just don't think there's any reason it doesn't. The Bills can score points, and so can the Patriots. I mean, I know we saw last week they they really couldn't, but it was a um, you know, 49ers defense that may be missing some people, but isn't the worst coach team. You know, they're still coming off a Super Bowl year where they had a, you know, it was like a top two defense. So I think the Bills win here, um, and I think this game goes over 41 and a half. Yeah, I think there's some motivation on New England side too. I think people have counted them out now after that kind of ugly loss to San Francisco. But I think they're still a very capable team. Um, and I think there's some motivation there to succeed and play well moving forward. Uh, Bill Belichick certainly was a little frustrated, I think. Um, yeah. So I think I, I think they're going to score points for, for Do you sure. Do Cam Newton is going to be the quarterback for the rest of, the rest of this year? And if so, another year? 
I think the rest of this year he will continue to play um, unless things go really horribly south. I, I can't really see that happening, but maybe maybe an injury, a, a lingering injury. But no, I, I can see him playing there for the rest of the year. Now, moving forward past that, I, I'm not so sure. It's kind of playing devil's advocate. You could say like, oh, if he's a great year, then yeah, he's going to stay there. But if not, he's going to leave. And that's kind of an obvious obvious yeah. answer but i think it's, it's up in the air it's on a one-year deal it seems like it's a prove it deal so i really hope he can kind of prove it but not in this game i want the game to go over i want the bills to win here so let's head on to tennessee all right we got tennessee at cincinnati tennessee's a five and a half point favorite um this one i mean i think the tennessee's a really really solid team uh one of the better teams in the afc for sure uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, has definitely been trending upward, but still is not going to play to the level of Tennessee. I think that defense is really, really solid, and uh, and Joe Burrow is going to have a tough time getting anything really done. Yeah. Uh, so I think Tennessee wins here for sure. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to touch the over-under just because, you know, there might be some Joe Burrow magic in there. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? I, I think it's just pretty clear forward that Tennessee is going to win. But Yeah, I mean – the the two biggest things I think about with well one for each team one is uh, Tennessee's run game Derrick Henry's really pretty unstoppable and if you sell out to stop him they have AJ Brown Corey Davis Johnu Smith they got tons of weapons so I really like the run game for Tennessee and the the kind of the biggest thing that makes me think this is an easy cover by Tennessee is the Bengals offensive line is really really bad and of course early in games you know they look they look fine. They look okay. But as games go on and defensive fronts are able to see the weaknesses of teams, especially in game by the second half, I think that, uh, the Tennessee defense is going to be all over, uh, with blitzes or, or disguising a lot of stuff and playing really fast. I think this is an easy cover by Tennessee minus five and a half. I like what you said about the over under because what we've seen from Joe Burrow is kind of like in the third, late third, early fourth quarter he's able to really kind of make these almost comebacks especially like think about the browns but uh no this tennessee team is just too dominant and they've played so well under the worst circumstances i like at this point you can't bet against them because they're just kind of like that team just how they were last year which is crazy so um yeah i think tennessee wins here and covers um, all right what you got next Next game is the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are a two and a half point favorite. The over under at fifty one. I am taking the Raiders to cover plus two and a half. Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, a couple upset picks this week. Um, I really like how this Raiders team is coached. Uh, obviously, I didn't have a podcast a couple of years ago, but when they hired John Gruden, I thought that was a a terrible move. I thought he was just too old school, but he's really implemented both old-school offenses and uh, integrating new things, especially with their tight end, Darren Waller. He looks really good. Um, and I just I just feel like it's a, a more cohesive and better coached team. With that being said, the Browns have a lot of talent. Obviously, Odo Beckham's out with the torn ACL for the rest of the year, so that uh, limits some things about their offense, but they have tons of talent on that side. Uh, but I just I like the Raiders here. I think that Derek Carr is playing well right now. Henry Ruggs looks... Um, really good and I think with the weapons they have on offense like even their uh fullback uh Ingold Alec Ingold he went to Wisconsin didn't he sure did he's product of Bayport High School Bayport okay I have no I don't know where that is in Wisconsin Uh, that's where my roommate went it's in Green Bay 
should have thought of that Bay. But anyway, um, he even looks good. Like they have weapons all over, and I didn't even talk about Josh Jacobs. Um, so going with an upset pick here, plus two and a half, uh, like the Raiders here. Nathan, you got a thought on it? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I feel like the first week the Raiders made it seem like they were gonna have one of the powerhouse offenses in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, but since then, I actually I think Josh Jacobs has re- regressed quite a bit and he just hasn't been playing that well. Um, but that being said, you know the Browns' offense is also taking its hits. You know OBJ has just had a really shitty year. That's all he I can really say. Has. I mean, I just I mean, say, first I, I people I, I find know. out that he likes getting shit on, and then he gets physically shit on on the field. And now he tears ACL. So and then he tears ACL on a play that Baker throws a pick. Like, come on, it's not even like. I mean, it, it, it's been a tough year, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't say the Raiders. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have this game. Is, is what is what I'm saying because I don't know who I pick. Well, all right, fine. I can. I can't argue. I can't argue with you. I can't argue with you. I can I just, transition I don't too. Know. I'm I'm sad. I don't have this next game. The Jets at the Chiefs. Yeah, man, this one's really tough. Uh, Kansas <laughs> yeah, I, City is a 19.5-point favorite over the New York Jets. I mean, and I just don't know if Patrick Mahomes can get it done. I Sam mean, Darnold has been one of the most elite quarterbacks this year. Adam Gase, coach of the year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. No, this this one, if you ever wanted to, like, bet your house on anything, <laughs> I would bet it on the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs the win this week. Line, the money line is minus 2,728 for Kansas City. For those of you out there that – uh, don't do a ton of sports betting. You'd have to bet $2,728 to make $100 on this game. So uh, so if I bet $100 on the Jets winning? Uh, you'd make $1,228. All right, folks. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen up. All right, all right, all right. All jokes no, aside. No, I mean, take it away. all jokes aside, Kansas City is going to win. Uh I don't know about it covering. They got nineteen and a half points is a lot. Like, I mean, that's a lot of points. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, Dude, at this point, they, they might. They might. You know what? At this point, I think the Jets now have something to play for, considering Trevor Lawrence will probably be staying at Clemson because he just does not want to be with the New York Jets program, and I, I can't blame him. You know, so. Uh, I don't know. Kansas, Kansas City. I'm taking Kansas City money line for sure. Over under at 49. I don't. That's. I mean, Kansas City alone can score 49. But no, I'm not going to mess with that either. Kansas City money line for sure. I'm not sure about that spread. That 19 and a half is a lot of points. That is a disrespect on Sam Donald's name right there. If I had this game, I think I might take the Jets to cover. But uh, that's that's got to be a joke. Uh, this looks like a joke line, to be completely honest with you. Is this, like, one of the biggest spreads in, like, the last three years? Like, jeez. Uh, well, that was a lot uh, for Nathan, so hopefully I can get his input on this next game, which I didn't even make a pick for because I still don't know what to do. The Los Angeles Rams at the Miami Dolphins. Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over under at 46. I saw a tweet this last weekend. Uh, and it said, Sean McVay is really good at hiding how bad Jared Goff is at quarterback. I thought that was kind of humorous. I'm not sure if I totally think that's true. But if Tua's starting this week, which he is, I believe, at least that was a Tua is starting. He's also going to throw three interceptions. <laughs> how come not three touchdowns? What don't you like about Tua in his first game? This could be against uh, the I just realized that. So. Can you give me the last time that he played in a football game? 
I can't. No, I can't, I can't do that. I can't just. Uh... I mean, like actually played. I'm not counting the end of last week. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't. I, know. I would just quickly like to touch on the fact that they pulled Fitzmagic. Yeah, I mean, why? He like. That's a wild move. He is playing well. I can't believe it. I am just. That's disrespect, right there. If I was him, I, I, I mean, it's Fitzmagic, baby. I'm just saying he has played perfectly fine yeah. for what he's, they are. And I think that there's such a big question mark around Tua, his health, his ability, first of all. I, I just, I say why mess with him? Are you saying we don't even know if this kid can play? I didn't say that. <laughs> I said if this dude hasn't played a football game in over a year. And he and comes in and does a couple handoffs and sits on the field after, which was very cool. Very cool. And I'm saying there's no reason for them to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, well, I guess they clearly want to move forward with that guy. So. Well, I convinced myself when I thought about this and thought about uh, Aaron Donald's going to wreck this game. And the Rams <laughs> he might kill two of Talga Valawa. I don't know. Excuse me. Come on. He's been a star for years. You can't say his name right. What? I said it right. Say it again. You say it. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm you say it. No, you say it. You were Tango Bailoa. I said Tango Bailoa. I'm probably wrong, too, to be completely honest with you. Um, I'm taking the Rams to cover minus three and a half. I think Aaron Donald uh, teabags. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got to know, we're, me and Nathan are totally sober right now. We're just, this is just. All right, I think Aaron Donald wrecks this game. Uh, Rams winning cover minus three and a half. The over under can. Ooh, I'm not swearing on this show yet. So, if you got something for that game, say it. If not, move on to your next one. I have one last little thing. It has to do with fantasy. I'll make it short, short and sweet, yeah. but it's really funny. Okay. So, I going into Monday night this past week was leading uh, my roommate in fantasy football by, I believe, like six points. Okay. And he had Robert Woods. Okay. So, so in about like the second quarter, Robert Woods made his third catch and now has like seven and a half points on the or like eight points on the night. So I stopped watching. I'm like, screw it, whatever. I lose. And then towards the end of the game, in garbage time, Robert Woods fumbled. <laughs> so then I was leading by like, or then I was losing by like point nine points. And then on the last drive, he had a negative rush for negative four yards. <laughs> so I ended up winning. Um, let me pull it up. I won by point one two, I believe. <laughs> Dude, so, that is, that shout is out Robert crazy. Woods. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Dude, Robert Woods got you the dub. All right, so he got me the dub. Like him, we're taking the Rams, both of us. Taking the Rams. All right, All right. sorry for that detour. Going back, no, uh, I have uh, New Orleans at Chicago. New Orleans is a four point favorite. Uh, Mike Thomas, I believe, is finally back. So, I don't know. I'm not I, I don't know. He's actually projected to get points this week, though. So, in fantasy, that must mean something. Um, regardless of if he's back or not, I have uh, Saints winning. Uh, also covering the four and a half point spread. Um, yeah, I mean, their offense is I, it's probably at their ceiling, honestly. But yeah. that being said, it's still a really high octane offense. Drew Brees kind of has a noodle arm, but he gets it where it needs to go for the most part. And Alvin Kamara is playing out of this world. Yeah. Dude butters himself up before every game. Nobody can tackle him. Uh, on the other side, I I honestly think that Mitch is better than what Nick Foles is playing like right now. I don't know if Nick Foles is seeing the same ghosts 
that Sam yeah. Darnold saw. Are you <laughs> but high? What? Dude, have you watched Nick Foles play? Yeah, I have. He sucks. He's better Dude, than Trump. He literally, he fucking, oh, Alan Robinson. Oh, you just swore. You just swore. You just did the first swear of the podcast. You swore week two. Yeah, I didn't drop the. Right, no, I'm just saying. I'm just pointing it out. I'm just pointing it out. Nick Foles looks and sees Alan Robinson <laughs> in single coverage in the end zone and says, hmm. Let me just dump it down to the cancer patient and Jimmy Graham. What? He's so – I think that – I don't know. Nick Foles has been worse than Mitch Trubisky, I believe. Oh, no, dude. Oh, no. What is this? You disagree? No, I'm just – just the verbiage that you used in the last, like, minute – Oh my lord! I hope we have an audience that's that's comedic. Uh, anyway, I was uh, referencing his bald head, by the way. Yes, I I, I understand. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I, I do agree with you. I think that the Bears um, definitely have a quarterback issue. If I were them, I mean, I'd I'd bite the bullet on this one, and I would release Mr. Trubisky and Nick Foles, and I'd. I'd not now, obviously. I'd figure out like a different quarterback. So I would just do it now. <laughs> Fuck it. All right, Nathan swore. Fuck it. I'm I'm gonna cut Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles today. That'd be a wild move. I don't know if we can swear on this show. If we end up getting monetized, I'm sure we have to stop. But for now, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that the Saints win. I don't know if they cover here. I think Nick Foles has the capability to like bring teams back, uh, and he's always like had that. Um, but I think the Saints win here. I don't know if they cover minus four and a half. I'm a, if I did have to make a pick on this, okay, none of these count for me, by the way. I'm saying that now just for this game. But I would take the Saints to win, and I'd take the over. I think 43 and a half is a little low. I think Chicago can score some points. So uh, that game definitely turned into a different kind of conversation. All good here on uh, FN Sports Bets. We're just shooting the shit. Let's move on to this uh, next game, though. San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Do the right thing here, Frankie. Do the right thing. Well, let's talk about it. Seattle's only a three-point favorite. Over-under at 54. I think that over-under is pretty high, but these two teams always play each other well. Um, and yeah, I think back to like, the game, Richard Sherman tipping that ball. You know, he's the best cornerback in the game. So, I mean, I don't know. We had two of the best games of the year last year, San Fran and Seattle. Yeah. Oh, right. That there's like that goal line fourth down. Um, yep. Man, I mean, C- Seattle's coming off a loss, and San Francisco's coming off a win. Um, and Seattle did just sign Carlos Dunlap. It's like a good sign. Uh, I'm a little nervous now. I'm getting a little jittery, but I picked Seattle to win. <laughs> Oh, I can tell. I can feel it in my loins. I'm going to regret the hell out of this one. But, yeah, I'm going to take Seattle minus three. I got to trust Russell Wilson here, DK Metcalf, who chased down. I'm going to – all right, I guess this is the swearing show. He chased the fuck out of Buda Baker. That was the sickest play I think I've ever seen. He was fucking – I mean, come on. A, a the man damn, was just a terminator. A goddamn gazelle. I'm serious. I heard Chris Collinsworth say on the broadcast – I think it was Chris Collinsworth. If if they go to the Super Bowl or they you know have a run, they're gonna go back to that play. Like that's a huge 
God well, damn the, the thing is, I mean, they lost the game, so whatever. Thing is, on that drive, uh, Cardinals went for it on fourth down and did not get it. So that was a seven-point play right there. That saved Seattle seven points. Right. No, no, no. The Cardinals did not score on that play. Yeah. They did not score on that drive, rather. Yeah, yeah, Touchdown yeah. or field goal. I know. And so, like, those little plays, just effort plays, totally have implications going forward. So I'll be interested to see what kind of run Seattle goes on. I think they look good this year. Uh, so I just said all that. I'm going to stick with my pick, Seattle minus three. Nathan, just out of interest, who would you be taking in this game? This is an interesting one. As you guys know, 49ers are my team. I love them. But at the end of the day, if I had to put money on this, I cannot bet against uh, danger routes. Even after throwing three interceptions, like Seattle Seahawks look very, very good. On the other side, um, San Fran's offense has been up and down. Uh, they're running their running game. I don't even know. You got like Jamichael McHasty or something in the backfield. No, I'm not kidding. That's his name. I, that's actually his name. Don't it laugh. Like, it sounds like it's a brand of like the the dough that you'd put in the oven that would make biscuits. Say it again. No, Jamichael. I'm serious. I'm serious. Give me a second. All right. Well, Nathan I mean, gets yes, Jamichael, Jamichael, not McHasty. Just just Jamichael Hasty. But he is, I believe, their lead running back going in. Debo Samuel's hurt again. Did he get hurt? I didn't see him get hurt. Yeah, he hurt. He hurt his hamstring, I believe. Uh, he didn't get like hurt in the game, but he just after the game he's hurt. Is he out? He's doubtful. Okay. So I don't yeah. believe he'll be playing. Um, and yeah, I, it's going to come down to San Francisco's offense in this game, right? Like we know, Seattle's offense high octane. San Fran's defense very, very good. So it's going to be those two button heads that I think they're going to keep it close. And then it's going to be a matter of if Jimmy Grapple makes the throws in, you know, in clutch yeah. time. Which, I mean, Kittle ah. still, even with Debo out, Kittle's a weapon. Yeah. And uh, so, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's a stud. Brandon Ayuk's real uh, deal. Do you have any thoughts on this over under 54? Part of me wants to take the over just because these, all, these teams always play each other well. I'm not going to, but I would like to see a really good game between these two. I kind of wish it was the Sunday night game. Yeah, that'd be a super. These are always awesome games. I mean, all the, the, the games in the NFC West always seem to be like really, really good games. If you're feeling spooky, spooky season, you know, you could maybe take Ooh. take take that over. We could Halloween do a spooky episode. season. It's the day. It's gonna be November first. But if you're feeling spooky, I forgot it's Halloween. Uh, okay, B- before we get into your next pick, why is this game the Sunday night game? All I want to do on a Sunday night is just chill out. I watched, like, the first – yes, okay, I sound like an old man, but I watched, like, the first half of the Sunday night game. I just go to bed, watch the highlights next morning, and figure it out. Why on earth are the Cowboys and Eagles on Sunday night football? Why? When you have a game like the Steelers at Ravens or, like, the – like, why? I don't get it. I'm sorry. Well, because the Steelers and the Ravens is uh, – that's not – wait. Am I that's not at... Monday night, is it? I don't care if it's Sunday night so much better. Monday night football I know it sucks. Is. Monday night football sucks. The commentators are terrible. The game looks like some stupid video game. All I want Wait. is Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth saying. You don't like now, Booger? You don't All like I Booger want is Chris I want Chris Collinsworth dressed as a witch, and I want him saying, "Now look at this. Here's a guy who," and then he talks about some story. That's all I want. All I want to see is Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Sunday night. I'm sorry to go on a rant. Nathan, take away Dallas at Philly. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know what to say here. I'm not sure if uh, Jerry Jones is playing quarterback this week or what. 
Hey, he was uh, on a, the nineteen seventy undefeated Arkansas Razorbacks. Played I don't care. Ball. They probably ran the ball sixty times that game. Um, I don't know. Uh, Philadelphia's a seven and a half point favorite here. I have the Eagles winning, but that being said, the NFC NFC East is just absolute cheeks, and uh, and I just don't know. So like, if Dallas came out and won for whatever who knows reason, you know. Their quarterback goes like 13 for 15 and throws two touchdowns and they win. Carson Wentz like fumbles trying to put the ball behind his back when he's fucking scrambling 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like that would not blow my mind. Well, but I, I, I'm picking Philadelphia. I'm picking Philadelphia. Picking Philadelphia win. I'm not touching the spread. I'm not touching the over under. <laughs> I I don't know the NFC. The NFC East is garbage. That's my bottom line. Winner's going to have six wins. This feels like an FCS game. This feels like I'm watching like Delaware. This is State like JV football right here. This is like diet oh. coke. So the it's it's good to note the uh, Cowboys are starting Ben DiNucci at quarterback. Oh yeah, Ben DiNucci, the household name. Yeah, household name. It looks like he started at Pitt and transferred to James Madison. Obviously, a good program. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I think that the Eagles win. I hope they win. Uh, I just don't like the Cowboys at all. I f- obviously feel for Dak. I like Dak. And I like Zeke. Uh, and I think they're that's some like CD Lamb. Oh yeah, I like CD Lamb, but I think their locker room uh, is infected and not with COVID, but with I don't know, like arrogance or thinking that just because you play for the Cowboys, you're some hot shit. I think they have a terrible locker room. I think Mike McCarthy looks like a thumb, and he's gonna get fired after a year. <laughs> he looks like the thumb <laughs> spy kids. I don't know if. I don't know what generation I'm talking to here. But anyway, I like the Eagles here. Let's move on, unless you have any more thoughts on that game. That's all I got. Uh, mine's all messed up. I think the next game, which I don't think is in order, is the Chargers at Broncos. Yeah. With the Chargers, everything's getting flexed around. I got the Chargers uh, minus six and a half here with the over under at 44. Uh, I like the Chargers money line here, and I like the over of over 44. The Broncos can score points. The Chargers do have a good defense, but I think Drew Locke is, is looking better. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about like if he's really the guy in Denver, but I think this is kind of an, over, an easy over. Um, 44 points isn't much, and uh, Justin Herbert looks really good, uh, and so is that Chargers offense. With that being said, they have a the Chargers that is have a really good defense. I think it will uh, give Denver some problems. This game is being played in Denver. I think it's important to look at that and think about weather, things like that. Um, but I like the Chargers to win here, and I like the over forty four and a half. Not sure if they'll cover plus six and a half, and I'm sure that will move for Sunday. But I like the over forty four and a half. LA to win. I like I like that. Uh, I think Justin Herbert's a freaking stud. Uh, definitely better than Drew Locke on the other side. A lot of people had him as like a dark horse MVP candidate, which is I think is just atrocious. Like, come on now, <laughs> come on. But uh, yeah, Justin Herbert's a stud. Uh, Keenan Allen's also a stud. And uh, yeah, that LA that LA offense is rolling. So I like your pick. Well, I'm sad I don't have this next game. So I understand I went on a Sunday Night Football rant, but boy, this is going to be a good one. What time does it say your game is for Pittsburgh at Baltimore? That's a great question. All right, Nathan and I are both going to Google this right now, which is actually what I'm going to do. Uh, because on my sheet, I'll let Nathan get the time, and I'll just, you know, kill some time here. On my sheet, it says 1.05 p.m. I'm in Eastern time. 12 p.m. for me. 
right. This oh, should yeah. not be a this should not be a, a first window game, but whatever. We're not talking NFL schedule here. We're talking games and spreads. Well, I'll tell you something. I don't think they thought Steelers are going to be as good as they are. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite. We have a team that is five and one going against a team that is undefeated in six and all. And I believe after this week, the Steelers will remain undefeated. That's what I'm thinking. I, I think it. I think that that Steelers are my Super Bowl sleepers. They are my yeah. Super Bowl sleepers. I think they are really really sharp. That front super scary. Uh, the only point of contention would be Big Ben, and I think that they're only going to go as far as Big Ben allows them to go. They have the potential. They have Juju Smith Schuster. They have Chase Claypool. They have James Conner. They have weapons they can get the ball to. He just has to do it in a fashion where he doesn't like shot put the ball. He just has to do what he needs to do, the bare minimum to get the ball to the playmakers, and I think that their team has no ceiling. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers look really, really good, um, and I have them winning this game. And I also am going to take the over at four to six and a half points because I think both of these offenses can score points. That is low, man. Yeah, so, yeah, I have uh, Pittsburgh to win, and I'm also taking the over. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Pittsburgh looks really good. Um, And on the other side, if you look at Baltimore, of course – they're five and one. They're a really good team, but for some reason, I, I keep thinking about that loss to the Chiefs and how like deflated they were. Um, and yeah, I mean, they obviously have a ton of weapons. I kind of was wanting to look up Marquise Brown's like touchdown prop, and I'm sure that this is going to be a really good game. Um, but that Pittsburgh defense looks like they're like a 2007 Pittsburgh defense. When I think about like Troy Polamalu, Ryan Clark. James Harrison, um, all those guys, uh, Ike Taylor, obviously. Um, and so Pittsburgh has incredible defense. If for some reason Baltimore finds a way to, to win here, that will all the props to them. I like the I like Steelers here to win. Obviously, I'm not going to make a pick on it. Nathan, you took them plus three and a half, and you're taking the over, over 46 yep. and a half, correct? I'm not uh, taking a plus three and a half. I'm not. I'm not touching the spread because I think it's going to be a close game. Gotcha. I just have Pittsburgh to win. And, and keep in mind, Baltimore's favorite here. I'm not talking about you know the Ravens like they're some inadequate no, team. No. They're, they're right. very very capable. Don't get me wrong. They have playmakers on their side of the ball too. Their defense is also really solid. It just happens to me that Pittsburgh is just a Pittsburgh step above in my straight. in my opinion. You know, it's their defensive line is is uncanny. They're so good. Um, well, okay, that's going to be a good one. I think I'm going to record it, and I think I'm going to watch it instead of the Sunday night game. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm interesting. Gonna screw- I Even though you'll just- probably know who won. All right, let's move on to the next game. <laughs> let's move on to this game. It looks like this is the Monday night game. Okay, I wasn't sure. Tampa Bay, Jesus. Okay, can I just say something really quick? There are some good games here that they could move to Monday Night Football. I understand I bashed Monday Night Football, but after seeing the Booger Mobile all last year, did Booger? There's nothing that can fix it for me. Has won the Super. I is a two-time Super Bowl champion, I believe. Yeah, but also, did you ever hear Jason Witten try and talk on air? Yeah, Jason Witten was really bad. (laughs) They forced him out of retirement. Yeah, dude, what are we, exactly? I'm sorry. I should stop. We'll do a whole episode on how, why I hate Monday Night Football. But let's talk about the game. It's the Bucks at Giants. Bucks are a 12-point favorite. They just signed Antonio Brown. The over-unders are 45. Uh, apparently, Bruce Aaron said Antonio Brown looked fantastic in his first workout. 
I'm going to take the Bucks to win uh, and cover minus 12 at the Giants. I think that they kind of ride off like the energy of signing AB. Whether you like that thing, whether you like it or not, I mean, he's got a really questionable pass in the last couple of years. I'll be interested to hear Nathan's take. He knows that AB was is and was always uh, one of my favorite receivers, but obviously character concerns kind of outweigh how much you like a player and you know like look up to him. I'm tempted to take the under here. I don't think I'm actually gonna like stamp that, make that a pick, uh, but. Uh, the the Bucks defense looks really good, really fast, uh, and the Giants uh, just kind of look slow and sluggish offensively, especially when they're going to play a team like this. So I guess I'm just going to stick with uh, Tampa Bay covering minus 12, and they're going to win. You got any thoughts, Nathan? Well, Antonio Brown's the best body catcher in the league. He oh, got okay. the worst. He got the worst. He got a terrible deal. I mean, like, I think it's like, good because like he's going to be there for two weeks and then he's going to like drop kick someone and then he's going to be out of the uh, out of the facilities but he got like let me look up his deal it was yeah. so bad it was so bad okay well, well he has like said, nothing uh, yeah he's got a lot of incentives in a deal one was like i think it's something like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars is if they win the super Bowl. yeah they win the like, super bowl i'm like, <laughs> like even when you're a good team like right now to put that in a contract Okay. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's worth up to 2.5. Now I'll try to pull the building up to 2.5 million, but heavily weighted on incentives with almost no money guarantee. Let's see. Uh, well, the dude, hold on. I just want to say the dude, like okay. a, a year State ago, salary. He, put out, he put out a thing of his checking account. It had $36 million. And I don't think he's looking for cash here, but let's hear the deal. Well, I got another thing to say on that. Oh, fuck, it, just, it was like seven base salary of $750,000. And then a two hundred fifty thousand dollar in per game roster bonuses. So every time he's like on the roster, he gets that added on. Um, and then there's three two hundred fifty two hundred fifty thousand dollar performance bonuses based on receptions, yards, and touchdowns. I'm not exactly sure what those are going to be. And then there's a big incentive for uh, postseason play and Super Bowl. I mean, can we just? Talk sure. about I don't know. How... Have you seen the video of when he's? I'm sorry. You go ahead. Well, yeah, this we can keep talking about this. This is a good wormhole to go down. But what I want to say is I knew he was – his agent was Drew Rosenhaus, who's like a really highly touted agent. And I'm not sure if he's still with him. I think that they did kind of have like a, a falling out. Whoever did this deal, obviously Antonio Brown has no leverage, and people are questioning his character like no other, understandably so, because for a player of his caliber to get – like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars guaranteed is crazy. So, what are you gonna say? I was to anyone out there if you haven't seen the video of him throwing the bag of dicks at the police officers and his ex baby mama, you should watch it and then come back and tell me if you are a fan of Antonio Brown. The man is just disrespectful, off off the walls. Like he needs he needs. To fix his life. Would you guys say like he needs to go to therapy or something? I don't think. That's I think there's idea. potential that he, he he might need to go to therapy. Okay, so let's talk about this wormhole a little bit. And I, I mean this in a... the most sincere way. Like yeah. I'm not saying this to dog on the dude. Like I seriously feel bad because there's some things going on in his life that are not not good. So what I want to say is we we haven't talked about concussions or anything on this show, but 
there's a lot of speculation that he, he Bontez Burstead. I mean, from, from Bontez, I, I'm serious. Burstead. Okay, can we let's just talk about it real quick? Do you believe CTE is real? Is that a, is that a question? Come on now. It's ser- I'm of serious. Course. Yes, a, yes, yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. I just want to. I'm a man of science. I mean, yeah. You are. You are the only. You're, you are the. Yes, the founding father of science. Um, no, I didn't say so, that. <laughs> a man of science, not uh, the man. <laughs> I'm serious, though. I do think he definitely has some stuff mentally going on. With that being said, he's a very talented receiver, um, and it appears he will be active this week. I think if that's the case, uh, you know what we've seen, and this kind of to me, again, Tom Brady's someone that uh, I wasn't wasn't. You know, still am a huge fan of. I like his story, but how much he's advocated for Antonio Brown, um, you know, and there's a lot of reports of them, like, working out together in the offseason. Like, what is going on here? It seems like Tom Brady always has something. Remember when he was, like, destroying his cell phone? Like, I don't know. I don't know if I could trust the dude outside lines, but I know for a fact I can trust him inside that 53 by 120, whatever that rectangle is. Bucks are covering here, minus 12 and a half, and they're going to win. So if you got any thoughts, go for it. If not, I want to hear your Green Bay pick, which is the next Thursday night game. I understand that's really hard to do far in advance. but Yeah, that's all I got for that game, I like to think. Uh, for Green Bay and San Francisco, there's nothing out right now. There's no uh, no one's favored or anything. I, I like could just record on Thursday next week now that I think about it. I mean, it. I, I can give my two cents now if you want. Yeah, let's hear it. I let's like San it. Fran to win. That <laughs> being said, I have not seen their game against Seattle yet, so <laughs> could go one of two ways. But I like San Fran to win. Uh, I also I love when the 49ers play the Green Bay Packers. That might be my favorite matchup ever between any sports teams in the history you of anything. The 49ers versus Green Bay is always great. It's always a good game. Even last year when they blew them out twice, always a great game. I just like it. I don't know why, but I do. I think it's because these are the two teams that I both like. I like the Green Bay Packers and I like the 49ers. I like the 49ers a little bit more, so I was rooting for them. But, like, it's a win-win situation for me. And I just love watching them play because I think it's competitive. And I think that at least last year and this year, they've both been good teams. Looking back to the Colin Kaepernick era, they were both very good teams. Yeah. Um, and I think it just they bring out the best in each other. You um, remember I the game when Kaepernick came to Lambeau Field in nothing but short sleeves. And just sauced Clay Matthews. Just then, sauced him into another dimension. What was the game? Colin Kaepernick pulled everybody. I was just watching a mic'd up. A mic'd up of when he had like, it was like the, it's like the longest or second longest quarterback run behind Terrell Pryor. He pulled it on a read option in like 2012 or something and took it like 83 yards. Fun fact. I had a friend uh, who I played with at Fort Lewis College, very small uh, D2 school in Colorado. Uh, he was actually Colin Kaepernick's lifting partner. Uh, he was he later that year, not Colin Kaepernick, my buddy. Uh, you know, had some some issues that no longer uh, let him be on the team. That's why I met him at a D2 school in Colorado. But he was Colin Kaepernick's lifting partner and said he was incredibly strong, good dude, cool dude. Uh, so, you know, if we get any more information on this game, maybe we'll, like, you know, put out a little something. But, hey, if we miss an occasional Thursday game, I don't want to hear shit about it. I mean, come on. There's tons of games out there. Uh, but, no. I mean, we'll, we'll see what uh, what information comes out about this game. Until we uh, 
Check in with you guys next time. I was looking at some numbers today. We have 102 total downloads if you look at all of our episodes of this podcast. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. We should we should create some sort of like P.O. box. Not a P.O. box. I don't want to be sent stuff in the mail. Should I make an Instagram? Uh, an Instagram? Uh, no. We don't know how old the people are who are listening. So like maybe they don't go on Instagram. How about you give out your phone number and we'll see... Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'll just drop my phone number and social security number in the description of this podcast. So just check that out uh, and steal my identity. Um, anyway, we'll figure out a way if you guys will engage with us at all. We know we're just two kids shooting the shit. Uh, don't have the best betting records in the world, but we have fun doing it. Um, and shit, until we see you guys again, good luck, happy betting, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Nathan, send them off with a quote. Send him with something. This is just out of nowhere. I'm, I'm putting Nathan on the spot. Send him with some words of wisdom into the weekend. Holiday weekend. Make it spooky. Uh, all right. In life, uh, always you want to undersell and overperform. Okay. It's always, it's always easier to ask for forgiveness than to what – is, what is the quote I'm thinking of? I did. I don't remember the quote. All I remember is you and I going trick or treating. <laughs> we used to throw tootsie pops at people's windows. Actually, that was just me with a girl I liked. But uh, something like uh, undersell the. Uh... <laughs> we should end this. Undersell and overperform, right? So if you know that when you show up to work, you can process forty reports. You tell your boss you can process thirty-five. You undersell yourself, and then you overperform, and you process 40, and you look like a baller. And that's business, baby. That's how you make money. That's business. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.